Thousands are signing up to take magic mushrooms in Oregon now that a ballot measure legalizing the psychedelic psilocybin is taking effect. Epic Healing Eugene, America's first licensed psilocybin service center, has a waitlist of more than 3,000 names, the Associated Press reports. This is Pulse Check. I'm Kelly Hooper. Most voters say they're likely to seek out the updated COVID vaccine, according to a new Politico morning consult poll. But there's a partisan divide with nearly 8 in 10 Democrats saying they will definitely or probably get it, compared to only 39% of Republicans. 17% of Americans got last fall's booster. The Department of Health and Human Services is planning early next year to finalize a new policy aimed at preventing political meddling in public health decisions, according to Congress's watchdog arm, the Government Accountability Office. The GAO said last year that agency officials from the CDC, FDA, and NIH had reported political interference that might have compromised their response to COVID. And the Biden administration is pursuing new rules to strengthen enforcement of mental health parity laws. Politico healthcare reporter Ben Leonard explains. Thanks so much for having me. So can you walk us through what the Biden administration is proposing here on mental health? Yeah, so sort of zooming out, they're basically accusing health insurers of not covering mental health care on sort of the same terms as physical health care. And they're trying to boost this 2008 law that tried to address this issue by, you know, creating stricter requirements for these insurers. It's a pretty significant expansion of what these insurers have to do under the law. So it's a proposed rule that came recently that would require insurers sort of analyze the outcomes of their coverage to make sure that people are able to access mental health care at the same level as physical health care. It also would establish when health plans can't use things like prior authorization and other tactics to sort of make it harder for people to get mental health care and substance use treatment. It would also require more insurers to comply with this law. How are they actually going to enforce this? What are some of the ramifications that insurers could face if they don't abide by these regulations? They could face fines, and that's still the case right now, although enforcement has been relatively collaborative, and the Department of Labor, which is in charge of actually you know, enforcing a lot of this, has worked more collaboratively and hasn't done a whole lot in terms of fines and things like that. Neera Tandon, the head of Biden's Domestic Policy Council, told me, you know, we're hoping that insurers collaborate, but emphasize that the rule also has sticks in terms of fines. A lot of whether this will actually be able to achieve its goals will come down to whether there's enforcement. From what I understand, Biden is not the first president to try to address mental health parity. So what makes Biden different here? And could you talk a little bit about what the history is on this issue? What makes Biden different is really this focus on outcomes and requiring that insurers, you know, if they're not up to par, that they have to get up to par. It's tighter regulation. And a lot of presidents have tried to do this. John F. Kennedy was the first back in the 1960s. He called for the health insurer for federal employees to cover mental health care at the same levels of other care. This is really a longstanding historic problem. The healthcare system has long sort of segmented mental health care from physical health care. And insurers didn't actually really cover mental health care that often until until after World War II. And after Clinton signed a law that was not as sweeping as some of the other laws that we've seen, then Bush signed a 2008 law, which is the one that Biden is trying to expand here. And what about insurers? How are they reacting to Biden's proposal on mental health parity? 
So they sort of agree that, uh, yes, access to mental health care should be on par of that physical health care, but they say that the situation is a lot more nuanced than what Biden and the Biden administration is saying, and that workforce shortages are kind of driving these issues here. There's one stat that I mentioned in the story that said close to half of the U.S. population actually lives in an area with a mental health worker shortage. So this is definitely a significant issue that could make it more difficult for this proposal to achieve its goals. And they've also said, you know, look, we've tried to address this in a number of ways, boosting programs to expand our networks and increase access and use things like telehealth and integrating physical and mental health care more to sort of address this. And they also point to mental health care has been used a lot more since COVID and since the 2008 law as well. So they're saying the 2008 law is working. Let's keep it this way. So looking forward a bit, Biden has proposed these regulations and what can we expect next on this rule and this issue in general? So the comment period closes October 2nd. The insurers through AHIP and the Arise Industry Committee, among others, have pushed for an extension of the comment period saying this is a really extensive rule. We need more time to review it. And that they're saying that the rules could create, you know, unnecessary burdens and unintentionally make it harder for people to access care. So I reached out to the Labor Department and haven't heard back on whether or not they're going to extend this comment period. Well, thanks so much, Ben, for walking us through this, and thanks for being here today. Of course, always happy to come on. And before you go, join Politico on September 20th at 8.30 a.m. ET for our Transforming Healthcare, Site-Neutral Payments, and Billing Transparency event, which includes an expert panel and an interview with Kathy McMorris-Rogers, the Washington State Republican who chairs the House Energy and Commerce Committee. To register, visit politico.com events and click the Upcoming Events tab. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Kelly Hooper. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.